and we're back. Welcome to another episode of Post Game Overtime. I'm Will Collison, joined as always with Brandon Corbiel. Brandon, how are we feeling? Feeling pretty good today, I would say. Um, feeling pretty good. What, what's got yeah. you feeling good? It's a good day, sun's out, getting closer okay. to golf season, so that's what we're looking for. What do they, they call you the Ginger Ooh. Tiger Woods, that's what I've heard, right? Oh. Yeah. No, it must, must, must be someone else. What do they call you? No, you're the Ginger Tiger Woods. The worst part is I'm not even good enough to be referred to as anything. Oh, none of that. None of that self-slander. Are you kidding me? Nah, we're, we're getting the there. We're golfer. getting there. You're we're the best there. golfer, pound for pound, best pound for pound golfer. All of the world. Bridge. All of the world. All of the world? All right, world. I'll take it. Do you uh, think they should do pound for pound in golfing? You know, almost seen it a few times. There's been some guys that got pretty heated with each other a few times. So it would be cool to see. Speaking, though, speaking of golf, I'm actually brought up perfect time of the year. I think it's... Uh, Pretty much every, let's try, yeah, I would say for every golf fan, it's their, uh, their favorite weekend. We got the, the Masters going on right now. So first day um, was today, and that'll wrap up on Sunday. And it's always the, the biggest, most prestigious golf tournament of the year. So Is that um, the first of the year? So do they go through no, the winter? No. Um, they, they do have, because like they, they play like all over, like in Florida, like they play all over states and whatnot mm-hmm. um so they they go till like their season goes till august is when like the pga tour wraps up and then i'm not even sure the exact start date for it when they start back up i want to say maybe I, i'm not even too sure honestly i think maybe december january but um th- this one is is basically like it's I guess look, it's considered um, a major, so it's not actually like part. Like it's not a PJ Tour sanctioned thing. Mm. Um, if I'm, yeah, yeah. So, so it, and it's basically like all of the best golfers from around the world. Like it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to specifically be um, on on the PJ Tour, which is why a lot of the guys from the Live Golf. I was just are there say. this weekend. A lot of the guys who had left the PJ Tour, so there was a big, you know, thing where people are saying live players shouldn't be allowed to go. People saying, well, they they should be like, you know, that's, where do you stand? That's point of. I think they should be allowed to go. Like it's not a it's not a PJ Tour event. So like they they have no claim on that it should only be like tour players because then it's the same as every other weekend. This is the weekend of the the best of the best kind of kind of going at it and going for that uh green jacket so and it's i i want to say if you win i think you're automatically like um you're you're like in for the next however many years i can't remember um but then it's like it's invite only like you can't even like apply or anything like you you have to get you like you get a pretty nice invite in the mail and whatnot. So it's yeah, it's it's a great weekend of just watching all the best together. And if you say, well, no, you guys play for these guys, like you're not allowed to to come. I think that would just be that'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. 
So do they send like a fancy? Is it? Oh, I'm looking it up now. You get a nice little card. Wait, what? Well, I was looking up what what do you get for the invitation? Like, do you get like a little fancy gift bag? No, I, I didn't know. It's just a, like a uh, a fancy invitation, like a card. Should we read it out? I looked it up. Okay. The Board of Governors of the Augusta National Golf Club respectfully requests the honor of your presence at the 2006, this is an old one, Masters Tournament to be held at Augusta, Georgia, the 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 10th of April. Okay. And then it's signed by William Porter Payne, the chairman. Is he still the chairman? I believe so. How, are we a fan of William? That's a good name. I, I, I mean, I think it's a great name. I really don't know much about him or anything, so. All right, well. Well, uh, good on him to still invite the live guys. Okay, so I just looked it up here. So, so obviously, if you win the Masters, like, uh, uh, the winner gets $2.7 million. Not bad. You get six hundred. Um, okay, so I guess it it does kind of benefit the PGA guys if they win. They get six hundred FedEx Cup points, so that's their their whole championship at the end. Like their kind of playoffs in August. Um, you get points towards that, and when it comes down to the final tournament, um, for like it all, like the, the tour championship. Um, say you have the most FedEx Cup points, so you actually start in the lead. Like, they'll start you at, I, I can't remember what it is, but I think you start at minus, minus whatever. So you actually start out in the lead with an advantage, and then if you're second, you're, you're in this spot. So it kind of benefits those who win the most events throughout the year when it comes to the, the championship. You actually do... Um, you do get a good advantage at the start. So 600 um, points to the winner, you said? Yeah. And 2.7 million. And then Masters Champions, they, they're automatically invited to play in the other three majors that take place throughout the year for the next five years. And you earn a lifetime invitation of the Masters. Wow. So, so in all the other big tournaments, they're, they're automatically in for the next five years. And then they can... They can play in the Masters every year if they want to. That's why uh, Tiger Woods is there right now, actually. Okay. He doesn't really play in many, many, many events anymore, like, you know, and all that. But he always shows up for the Masters. So he's there at this weekend. I think he's sitting at, I think he's sitting at two over okay. after the first day. So, so I mean, and it's only day one, like. He could still turn it up like like everybody knows he can, but yeah, so a lot a lot on the line for those guys. Uh, yes, I am very glad that the live players are allowed to be. So I think so. What you're saying is what I'm trying to get for, from this is all I would need to do is like have one good upset victory year at the Masters, and I'm in for life. Yeah. Now it is like one of the hardest courses in the world to play. Like it is so tough. Yeah, and they said it was tough to come back twenty-eight to three. Huh? So, so you're so you would be comparing yourself to Tom Brady. 
I yeah, I think that comparison yeah. has been made in the past. Oh, oh, this is sick, dude. This is sick. No, what's sick, bro? What a great transition I got here. Speaking of Tom Brady, speaking of Tom Brady, delayed his retirement so much Shut that it up. got leaked before he could announce it. Yeah. You know who isn't taking that approach is Tyreek Hill. Did he retire? He announced when his contract is done in 2025, he is retiring from the NFL. So we get we have three more years of Tyreek Hill in the NFL. I don't believe that. Yeah, no, he, he, it's out there. Like he said it on a on a podcast and everything. Oh, and that's you know what immense. is now ready though. That's ready for immense. this. You want to know his reasonings for why? First, his first reason was he wanted to step into the um, like business side, so to speak, and and not as much as a player. He wants to um, move to the business side, and then he's also apparently part of the reason he wants to retire is he wants to get more into video games, esports. Shut up. Because we already know he's a. He's a pretty well-known guy um, when he streams Fortnite on Twitch. I'm trying to find it here because I saw, and I don't, I don't think I screenshotted it, but there was something about how he's already got, um, got guys in place for his team. But wait, he's gonna start his own like team? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, well, th- th- this comes at weird timing because if you heard okay, so here it is. what's going on with esports right now. So his quote was, so I really want to get into, into like the gaming space. I really want to do it huge in that, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm using my platform, creating my gaming team, which isn't launched yet. It should launch by the end of this month. I'm going to just sign like different content creators, different athletes. I've been working at that, talking to, to different sponsors. So, so how much are you going to make fun of them? I can't wait for this. Well, I'm going to make... So, it's okay. You're, you cannot justify it. I will not let you try to justify it. We got a lot. To, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot there's to a, unpack here. There's a lot to unpack with it. When okay, I number one, thought, I was like, okay, this seems kind of bogus. And then, like, the more I read into it and like seeing him say and stuff, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like, this is uh, this is actually happening. Okay, number one, if he truly is like, if he's gonna retire from football, and 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 if he's if he's honest about that 2025 retirement. Well, yeah, when his when his contract is up, yeah. If if he is if he is legit about that, and this is and this is his transitional period, then I think there is more to that than than going into huge contract negotiations while also being a member of like Phase Clan, right? He's not going into new contract negotiations being a pro Fortnite gamer like Kyler Murray. No, because it's so no, but. But because Murray was already like he was already in the gaming industry and whatnot before he even came into the NFL. Number one victory royale. Yeah, and I see you know. 
we're always going to make fun of Kyler here. No, um, I think it's impressive. So, you in the Heisman and whatnot while still like being that good video games, man. Like, yeah, and the fucking grades he was getting, man. Like, dude, dude, dude can do it all. I'm just saying. Except win a Super Bowl or a winning season. I, I honestly um, will say I give Tyreek credit at the fact that, like, you know, he, he's just coming out with it. And he's like, this is my plan. Like, and, and, and if he, and, th- and that shows that he's sh- like, this is what he wants. Well, and, and, type of that thing. Point, and he's using his platform. And this is something I talk about a lot with the NFL. It's like, you don't see it as much with other sports unless you're like LeBron James or, or Crosby or whatever. But NFL players all have like their own brand to them. Mm-hmm. And so he's using his, his NFL career right now where he's, after last season, you could make the argument the number one receiver in the league. Yeah. And he's, he's using his brand to create his future. And he's, and he's investing his, his time and his, his brand that he has right now into his future one that he's planning to, to launch. So, so I do give him credit there for using one to benefit the other, but still taking the time and being committed to being a, an NFL player because he's still got three more years on a good Dolphins team. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Now, he and I would have to assume he's got business managers out the wazoo telling him what to do, what not to do. You would oh, hope. 100%. But have you heard all the news in esports right now? Like seven different orgs no. have been filing for bankruptcy. No, I haven't. I think FaZe Clan themselves are, are close to filing for bankruptcy, if not could potentially be delisted from the stock market. Jeez. And, and that's the thing, though. It's like, and I always wonder with esports teams, it's like, like at the end of the day, they could file for bankruptcy or whatever, and then they're, they're good or whatever. They could easily just all get back together and be like, hey, let's just launch another. Because they go into all these tournaments on their own still and win money. They, they spend 10 hours a day, some of them, streaming. And they're just getting constant subs and donations. Like, they're making a shit ton. Like, they've all got millions of dollars or sponsors and whatnot. Like, so there's nothing stopping them from just being like, hey, let's just all get together again. Maybe bring in a couple other guys and just launch another one. Potentially, but it, it sounds like the money, the the business model of esports are not super fruitful. That um, a YouTuber I'm a fan of, um, Penguin Zero on YouTube. I think he's uh, also a Twitch streamer, Moist Critical. Mm-hmm. Well, not not I think I know he is. Um, but I, I I'm not as familiar with that side of things. But he has his own esports team. And he's very open about it. He goes, I do this for the love of the game. We hemorrhage money. Yeah. We lose money like there's no tomorrow. Well, we are not see, a profitable. Yeah. Like, and it's like you think about a, a, a Fortnite or a Call of Duty tournament, because those I think are probably some of the bigger, bigger ones. But it's like, so if you win the tournament, how much do you get? Like, what would I, be the prize purse? So I think, honestly, um, I think a big one right now is Valorant. Do you Actually, know that yes, game? that's the other one. Yes. I knew there was another one. I just I, I couldn't remember it. That that's it. I've actually never I've never actually played the game. Um, no, I haven't. I've heard about it though, but I've. Okay, so so here's 
So now I, I know not all tournaments are created equal, and I'm sure someone... Okay, so here's some recent tournaments. Looks like the top tournament, the Intel Grand Slam Season 4. These are just on the side here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's Valorant Champion. So the overall, I guess, championship yeah. is a million dollars in prize money. Yeah. I think that gets and- split among a five-person team. Well, exactly, right? And, and so that was going to be my thing. So so you say you take a million dollars, and then, yeah, say it's a five-person team. Each guy is going to want want some of that money for themselves. And so it's like, then how much is really going into the team? Mm-hmm. And if you like to grow at- the team and build the team, like, that's, like, yeah. So it just doesn't make sense. Like, it, it almost makes more sense if you're wanting to be a, you know, a pro gamer and whatnot it's almost better to just fucking do it solo but i wonder with some of these team team-based games can you do it solo and then you also have to look into yeah. the travel costs for the tournaments like yeah. it's something um i and i want i'm i'm sure pros in both um both fields would probably say no not really <laughs> But it feels like there are some parallels between like bodybuilding. Like you look at um, one of the biggest bodybuilders of today right now, Chris Bumstead. Mm-hmm. He said recently, he was on the Full Send podcast. He shared recently that from Mr. Olympia, that is the top competition of all time. Yeah. He's won that. That's, yeah. that, that's the, you could call it the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Like that is the tournament. Yeah. He won $50,000. Yeah. So you think about all the money he put into nutrition, steroids, and then the hotels, and then his coaches. Like these esports teams, they also have coaches. There's coaches for these teams. Yeah. So like you're you're doing it to again, kind of like the love of the game. Like it's not about the money. It's it's just wanting to be one of the best, go up against the best, and just have those personal accolades more than personal anything. accolades. And I think it's also it's a branding opportunity because if you've yeah. won if you've won the Olympia, oh, like I think yeah. he's won it four times. Well, now he has his own supplement brand. He has all these sponsorships. Well, now yeah, he, that get, he could get any any sponsor he wants. He could get on any you know radio show podcast he wants to. Like exactly, it just so, opens up so many opportunities and windows. Exactly. So, so he, I think, in his own right, I'm, I would assume Chris Bumstead's a millionaire, um, through his sponsorships and through all the other, you know, media whatnot. And so, I imagine it's similar-ish with the teams. And I wonder how much. Like, yeah, you're you're making more than fifty thousand. You're making a million dollars. Let's say if you win the championship. But yeah. there's seven teams, eight teams in these championships. Well, eight of those guys aren't winning that that top money. And yeah. actually, I should go into it. Is this a million dollars for the whole tournament? Does it get, like, let's... Yeah, so first place is only getting um, $350,000. Not well, only. Well, and how much would, like, and then tax as well, though. Like, how does that tax? all... Like, does then, it depend on what, you know, you know, does it depend on, like, where the tournament was being held? Does it depend on you know, what mm-hmm. state you live in or. Yeah. So, so j- just on that, just we'll, we'll start with this. So for, for $350,000 right off the bat, if, if that only goes to the players, if it, if it gets cut with nothing, no taxes only to the players, well, you're splitting that five ways. Yeah. 
because there, there's five. I looked it up. There's five people on this team. So now you're now each player's again only getting seventy thousand dollars. Well, you would have to imagine, you know, if there's a coach on that team, okay, well that coach should be cut in. So now you're dividing it six ways. Yeah. And again, this is still before taxes, um, excluding any of the. You know, hotels. Did is the whole team staying at a nice hotel? Well, I'm assuming if you're a top Valorant player, you're not staying at some awful, Super awful hotel. Eight. They've probably put you up. Actually, well. no, I love Super Eight motels. Why am I shitting on them? Yeah, Super Eights are nice. Uh, if, then, if you get them in a good city, they're nice. But then it's also like, they're so then like, is is hotel and stuff paid for for them? I don't think Could, so. And so they have to pay for it. So then, is it the players paying for it out of their own pocket? Or is it the team paying for it? The it team, that, the team, at the end of the day, doesn't get any money back. They're just losing money on everything. And I and exactly, I think this is why, this is why you see all these teams now going bankrupt. So another news. This is the kind of the big news recently with Phase Clan. A little under a year ago, Snoop Dogg signed on as uh, to be on the board of directors for Phase. Okay. He's now resigned. Really. He's now left. Um, and then this is seven days ago from Dextero.com. Um, Face Clan reports $53 million loss despite increases in revenue. So it's, it is a, it sounds like it's a losing team to run. And mm-hmm. I wonder if a big reason of this, I remember when I looked into, um, you know, a lot of how other pro sports teams like, um, more physical sports like hockey, football, all that stuff. Yeah. Half of the team, half of the teams in those leagues lose money and revenue sharing, like yeah. revenue sharing in the NHL keeps half of those teams afloat. And some still lose money despite revenue sharing, but there are so many teams that would not turn a profit yeah. at all if it wasn't for revenue sharing. And then you look into the huge TV right deals, you know, like the NBA, I think their last one was like 7 billion. Um, NBA uh, TV deal. Let's just look up. And I don't even know if there's revenue sharing in the NBA. Um, NBA TV have the new $24 billion contract. So obviously that's over a few different years. Uh-huh. Annual revenue um, so, and this is ages ago, but in 2013, Rogers paid 5.2 billion for the NHL rights, a much smaller league. Uh-huh. So, if, if you think about that 5.2 billion, obviously a lot's going to the league overall, but but that's also all going to the teams. When you look at a newer organization, a newer thing like esports. And the issue is, is there's so many different games within esports. Like you would need a Valorant league mm-hmm. for for the you know whatever ten teams you would you would need an official league that the teams would almost have to pay into to start, and then that league would need to do revenue sharing. Well, these teams probably won't want to do that. Then that league would need to go to an ESPN, TNT, TSN, Rogers, whoever. And they would then need to sign a billion dollar deal, even if it's one billion, that that would that would change the the scape of esports. So I, yeah. I think 
for someone like Tyree Kill, that's where my criticism. I'll I'll trip Kyler all day long for just being a gamer and having no plan. But <laughs> I give Tyreek Hill at least credit for having, you know, for saying in 2025 I'm done football. I'm transitioning my platform into this. There is going to be a two three year transition period where yes, I am doing both, and yes, I might be stretched very thin, but. I am I am making this transition and I have a clear exit strategy where I've always tripped Kyler. It's just like he was renegotiating this huge contract and like every night going beep, 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 boop, boop, boop on the video games, right? That's how video games sound. It sounds like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm a huge gamer. And I think where I'm going to chirp Tyreek Hill is, is I don't know how long, like unless he... Now, I think what it could also change, unless he has these plans, and that's where I say he must have business managers. Like, I wonder if Tyreek Hill now is going to help reinvent esports. Like, I, I would hope, I would love to see in 2025, you know, this team become something new with some huge money behind it and some huge names, some sponsorships. And I wonder if Tyreek Hill could bridge a gap to getting maybe it on TV. I was going to say, like, he he's the type of guy that if he's committed to with the tools, he has, like, he, yeah, like, start his own league, basically, his own esports league. But, like, even if that. he has his team, like, he's a guy where he, if he's got the right team with him, he could make it work. Now, here's something you also have to take into account. All of these players individually stream their, I believe, they stream their tournaments on Twitch. Yeah. If you would want to make a successful league, you would need to consolidate all that viewership into one channel. Yeah. And then you would need to monetize that channel with advertisements because that's how ESPN pays for it, right? You know, they get yeah. the whole league on ESPN and then every 10 minutes there's a commercial break and these teams are, you know, these companies are paying big money and that's where ESPN makes their money back. Yeah. So you would need you would need to almost make a law or a rule saying, hey, if you're going to be in our tournament, you can't individually stream this. Well, now have we also affected the viewership? Because the viewership for esports is very different from the viewership to hockey, right? Hockey, you're you're not watching players individually, whereas in esports, you watch players individually. You are you are going in there to watch. You know, if I'm watching, it'd be like watching the Super Bowl but you're only watching Tom Brady's feed. Which would be fucking yeah. sick. Tom Brady had a GoPro on his camera. But then let's say halfway through the game, like, I don't know how these Twitch donations work. Like, are, are these players now? These players might be making more money if they're getting donations during the game or whatever. But you would need you would need a major... And it would piss a lot of people off because we've moved away from this so much as a society... But you would need commercial breaks. Yeah. You would need commercial breaks or you would need to do it something like the UFC where you have like John Anik in his, you know, um, not John, sorry, Bruce Buffer. In his pregame, you know, it's, oh, he copyrights that. I shouldn't be saying his catchphrase. But when he says his catchphrase, he's also saying, and it's brought to you by Modelo and it's brought to you by this movie. Like, remember we were watching a fight the other week and um, and Bruce Buffer, you know, time for the main event brought to you by Cocaine Bear in theaters. Yeah. And you would need to, 
you would need to like almost change how that looks. Like I think you would need to almost reconfigure all of esports to make it a profitable venture. Yeah. Um and and in doing so, I think you would turn away a lot of esports fans. Yeah. Like I I wonder how many people would want to watch the major tournaments cuz then at the end of the day like if you know there are people that really hate commercials or or you're going to lose viewer retention which is bad for advertising but yeah. like at the end of the day see actually no that's not a good analogy I was going to say would you would you pay for the NHL package if you could literally watch all of your favorite players play 10 hours a day outside of the nhl yeah which i get it's different because you people would still watch the nhl but i think it's it, i get, it, I get it, what you're saying you get what i'm saying like there is a comparison to at that point if you still have these guys streaming 10 hours a day playing valorant playing fortnite yeah there is that aspect of you want to see how it how they are up against the best of the best but then i think you 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 almost leave it open too much to now is there going to be a are there going to be sub tournaments like are then you can't ban all tournaments you can't do non compete right that you would yeah. get you know you would if you ban players from going to other tournaments you might get sued you know on non compete laws so then you're dealing with okay if you've put all this money into buying these TV rights these sponsorships um in these commercials and you've totally you've you've done this brand and you've totally reconfigured esports well now i'm gonna come along and i'm gonna contact your five best teams i'm gonna go hey why don't why don't you just do like an amateur tournament for me i'll I'll give you decent prize money but you know just do an amateur tournament it'll be fun and then people would and and i'm not i'm not gonna put ads on it I'm, i'm i'm gonna get two major sponsors that's how i'm gonna pay you I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Walmart and post game overtime. They're sponsoring this. Hell yeah. And the winner Hell yeah. is gonna get a lap dance from the PGO team. There we go. And that's worth three million dollars. So that that's your prize money. Mm-hmm. And and we can do this with two sponsors. And yeah, you're you're not gonna make much money. And and you're you're still making money from this big organization over there, so you're not even worried about the money you're going to make, but we're just going to put on a great product, bro. We're going to put on a great yeah. product. It's not like the NFL. It's not like any other sport where you risk injury, right? Like you would never see that in the NFL because players are going to go, no, I'm not. I'm not risking injury for peanuts if yeah. if I, you know, if, if I have the NHL here. It's like the UFC. Now, they do have their their fighters locked down under contract, but even if they didn't, you know, a fighter go, well, I don't know if I really want to fight in this local tournament and risk getting knocked out or risk breaking an, a, an arm, a leg. Like, why would I risk that? But with esports, well, what's the risk? Yeah, of course. Okay, and how about this other thing? We're going to do this tournament differently where we're going to find a way to do it where you don't even have to travel. That would, I think, that would be another... Game changer to esports is if you were able to get rid of the travel, but then again, you would have like it's easier, I think, to mitigate cheating mm-hmm. when um when they're all in person. And I think the second one um is then you you can sell tickets. Although I don't think esports tournaments 
sell as many tickets. Like there's so much that goes into, let's say, an NFL team. Like they're making millions upon millions a year in just ticket sales. And then yeah. they're doing another million in on, you know, based on the TV deal. Well, and then they're doing another million in anyone, any of the Reeboks. Like they they then sell out their brand. Like FaZe yeah. does merch, but I don't think FaZe has a deal with Nike where Nike's producing FaZe jerseys and it's at every Dick Sporting Goods. It's at every Jersey City. It's at every like I walk into a Jersey City, every NHL team has their jersey on the wall. Some of that money is going to go back to the NHL or or Nike has paid off that team another couple hundred million, I would imagine, if they have you know exclusive rights or something like that. But then you yeah. have that on top of it. And then maybe you have a local showing, right? A lot of teams, yeah, they broadcast ESPN, but you know they may have their local network that gets to show a select amount of games, well, they're going to get revenue off of that. Yeah. Like, uh, Yes is, um, I think it was Yes, it was a network in the States. I think it was owned by the parent company that owns the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees are a profitable team, but then they're, they're getting themselves. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, half the teams are still losing money and brought up by revenue sharing. Like, after all of that, Teams are still losing money and being brought back because of revenue sharing. So unless then you bring in revenue sharing to esports, which, oh my God, I do not think that would ever happen. No. So I just, yeah. I, I think esports is almost, I don't want to say doomed to fail because it has millions of fans. Clearly it's a very exciting, but I think from a corporate standpoint, yeah, exactly. Like other sports, I think esports has faces the most challenges just because of how diverse it is. And then we're talking all of that. And then you got to pick a game. Okay, well, we like this whole league that we've set up, well, it's Valorant. Okay. Well, half the viewership wants to watch Super Smash Bros. Well, half yeah. the viewership wants to watch Fortnite. Okay, so are we going to create three new leagues? Are we going to like, you would yeah, almost exactly. need, and then, and, and this would this would have to be a billion dollar deal. You would almost need your own TV network. Like you would you almost need a whole website that's like the esports website. And we are going to pay ten billion dollars to across everyone. And we are going to have the exclusive rights for the top ten games. And you know what? If if you want to play some fringe games, yeah, you can still do that on Twitch. You can still have your tournaments, whatever, whatever. Those teams will have their own challenges. But even like you almost need to create a whole new network. So, so back to Tyreek Hill again, good on him for having an exit strategy and good on him for trying to, um, parlay, parlay his notoriety and his brand. But man, oh man, does he have an uphill battle financially, at least financially. If they, if this is what he's, if this is the basket he's putting his eggs in for when he retires, he has a tremendous uphill battle ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, you know, but yeah, fair play to him for for doing what he's. Uh, Who would have thought we'd start what the episode with do, a thirty-minute esports rant? Yeah, holy shit! You know, good for us. Good for us. We're branching out. Us. You know what? Wasn't profitable last week. 
Lay it on me. Was the non-existent PGO parlay because we forgot to do one. We forgot to do one. But I'll also say before we get off of esports, because there's some connection here, folks. If you've enjoyed this little esports rant, maybe we'll talk about esports more in the future. Maybe PGO should start. We should pick a sport to cover. I think uh-huh. we. I I think we at PGO. I think we should pick a game to cover because it would be fun to cover Kyler Murray. It'd be fun to cover Tyreek Hill, and it'd be fun to cover a very new emerging sport. And and I think what could be a big one. You know, we're same way we want to cover the XFL. Same way we love covering the UFC. You know, these newer leagues they are very exciting and they have a lot of interest to it. And when you're saying I, UFC, so that's I not a newer league. Heard. They've been around for like under thirty years. Pardon? The only the only esports I've ever cared to watch is is like when they're playing Madden or, or NHL games. Honestly. Like, like, like the sporting ones, those two specifically are the only ones I can actually watch and give a shit about, you know? Here's what I would like to propose. Uh-oh. Next time we're in person, we're going to find an esports tournament. We're going to get together. And we're going to put like 50 bucks on the line. Make some bets. All right. And I think once we got skin in the game, I think I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna be cheering to our heart's content, my friend. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try anything once. I'll give we're gonna go. try it a few more times. But folks, if you're a fan of esports, boy, do we have something we'd like to tell you. There is something I think is it's emerging most in esports, but it's it's available for everything. We've been a fan of it for the last few months, and that is Dubby Energy. Yeah, it is. Dubby Energy is a jitterless and crash-free energy formula. Comes in a beautiful little container, and you mix it up with some water, and it tastes delicious, folks. And it gives you the boost you need without the jitters and without the crash later on. Um, we at PGO, we've been having it for a while. I'm sipping on some of the big energy tears, one of their newer flavors. Uh, Why is it called big energy tears? Because they are waging the war on big energy folks. Yeah, there it is. I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, we love it. We love the war on big energy. So if you head over to our Instagram or really any of our social medias, you, you click the link tree, the link in our bio will get you over to their website where they know we sent you. And if you use code PGO at checkout, that's right, code PGO at checkout, you get yourself 10% off your entire order. Thank you to Dubby for sponsoring this episode. Boom. Back to the action. Um, Well, not not even sponsoring, more just partnering. Partnering with this episode. I'll tell you right now, I'm glad we I'm glad we didn't do a PGO parlay because I can say 100 percent we, we wouldn't we would have lost like we would have lost 100 percent. We're talking XFL here. Yeah, yeah. And do you no, know why? I don't honestly. I've been I've been out of the loop. The the, so, the boy's been busy with some comedy. So here, so I'm gonna run I'm gonna run through the games. Don't don't look yet. I'm gonna tell you what the games are. You're gonna tell me who you think we would have picked, and I'm gonna tell you the result. So, 
The first game was our beloved Seattle Sea Dragons versus the Arlington Renegades. And as as we know, the sea, we would have picked the Sea Dragons, and they did win 24-15. That's a big dub. It is. It is a very big win. I was, I was just going to say, you know, we would have picked them regardless, but I, I would have understood if we lost that one because that, that's a tough game. But, man, these Sea Dragons, how about them? They're cooking. They, they started off 0-2. But they've they've won. They're on a five five game win. And I have a question, Brandon. Yeah. When they were zero and two. Yeah. Did we lose faith? I think I might have a bit. I don't oh, think. Are I know you, you didn't. Me? I think I said in an episode. I think I did. I think. Oh Brandon. no, maybe I just. Maybe I no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Brandon. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm standing out of my I'm chair thinking, now. How dare you lose faith thinking, in our beloved no, Seattle Sea Dragons? I'm, I'm thinking about when I was saying that. Uh, what's his name? The, that other quarterback was better than Ben DiNucci. I think that's you all. You were. Said. You yeah, were saying AJ McCarron was better than Big DiNucci. Yeah. And do you know what we call that in certain circles, Brandon? No, I don't. We call I that like blasphemy. Oh. We call that blasphemy. That's what we call that, Brandon. We call that blasphemy. Do you know what I'm current? Do you know what happened to me yesterday at work? Uh, no, I don't. They put me on psychiatric keep. They they sent me to the hospital to the psych ward because I went to every patron at my workplace and I said Juju Smith Schuster and Mac Jones are the next. Brady Moss, and we are doing another undefeated season, except this year we're beating the fucking Giants. And I said that to every person that walked through my workplace yesterday, and they sent me to the psych ward, rightfully so. But do you know what they never accused me of while I was in the psych ward? Mm. Losing faith in my team. Yeah. I just lost faith in the quarterback. We ride or die here at PGO. He's cooking now. So I, I take back what I said. I do take God back. Damn right, you should take back what you said. Um, That's offensive. I'm canceling you. I'm starting a Twitter <laughs> hashtag. Anyway, anyways, while well, you work big on ben that, Ben DiNucci is just walking out uh, there with his fucking big Ben to Howdy Aducci, and he is fucking every defense, left, right, and center. How many touchdowns did he throw last week? Uh, I gotta double check here. It's different because it's like. They got all I'm those extra. Up. They got all I'm those extra up. points. He threw for one touchdown. Goddamn right he did. And how many did AJ McCarron throw for? Oh, we'll get to that. Ah, so shit. the uh, the second right, game. I'll sit back down. I'll sit back down. Damn second it. game of the week was the San Antonio Brahmas versus the Vegas Vipers. Kind of a little uh, battle, battle of the... Of the basement. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what were you gonna say? What were yeah, you no, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, just, I was trying to think of, but yeah, you, you know. Do you know um, they but, called it in rugby? No. If you're the last place in the tournament, you got the wooden spoon. Oh. And so you're always playing not to get the wooden spoon. So uh, who, okay, who so, are you picked in that? Brahmas and Vipers. I, th- uh, I would have went with Brahmas. I was gonna so. I was going to say, I'd have to ride or die with my guy, Heinz Ward. Do you know where I know Heinz Ward from? No. He scored a touchdown, sealing the Steelers, beating the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. Stop. Should I repeat? Did you remember that? No, I, I forgot that. 
Do you, but do you remember that final touchdown? Shut they up, caught it like stop. a little toe tap. Do you remember the little toe tap uh, against the Cardinals? Do you remember? Do you remember when the Cardinals couldn't stop him in the end zone? He did that little little, little do, toe tap. I do. Remember when he tapped his toes? That was almost in the same. Uh, it's. I mean, it's our timeline. That's when Patriots. Fuck! Didn't they go undefeated all the way? To the Super Bowl? Yeah, they and went then the season ended there. No, Brandon, the season ended oh, early. Oh, no, that year. they didn't. There wasn't a Super Bowl that year. There wasn't they a Super Bowl that lost. year. Goodell said, I don't oh, think no. we should have a Super Bowl this year. And there wasn't a Super Bowl that oh, year. Patriots so went more, 17 and 0. More favoritism for the Patriots. Is what no I mean. more, no less. There wasn't a Super Bowl that year. I remember specifically the 2007 season. They didn't have a Super Bowl. Patriots. What happened? Anyway. You know what happened? The Vegas Vipers beat the Brahmas. Do you know what happened, actually? No, I don't want to know. Brady walked over to the Giants' sidelines. And he's like, hey, we all know how this is going to go. We know I'm going to win. But there's a kid in the rankings right now. He, he just got born. Uh, 2007. He's like five years old. His name is Mac Jones. And because we all know Brady's a mystic. He's a, he's a fortune teller. Um, and he goes, in, in about 12, 15, 15 to 20 years, he is going to do this. And I, wanna, I want him, I want to leave room for is him. Same, is this the same Mac himself. Jones that the Patriots have talked about trading the last couple weeks? I didn't hear those talks. Anyways, um, and okay. so while Brady was over there, he said, we all know how this is going to go. Usually I win, but I want to save this moment for Mac Jones. So is this he was the same Mac Jones who doesn't have a playoff win? Brady was chewing some gum. He was chewing bubble gum. And he goes, before he left what the kind? sidelines, was he goes, hold this chew? for me. Was it Big he, League Chew? It probably was. Great. And, and he said, he said, can you hold this for was me? Was it grape? Probably, honestly. Oh, Brady, be better. Oh, what's, what's your beef with grape bubble gum? Better ones. Okay, honestly, I think the original is where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Don't, don't come at me with that sour apple. Yeah, actually, Give me the original. The grape is fucking good. The grape bomb, the sour apple. I was trying, to think, I was trying to think of the sour apple. Once sour I said grape, I was good. like, shit, that grape's actually kind of fire, isn't it? The sour yeah. apple's fire, too. Honestly, but it's just original is where it's at. Anyways, Brady was done chewing his bubble gum. And he said, hey, I'm saving this moment for Mac Jones. And as he left, he took the bubble gum out and he put it on... Um... Who's the helmet catch guy? He put it on his helmet. I forget his name. Who's the helmet catch guy? I don't fucking know. You don't know. Well, you know. know the helmet catch, though. Yeah. Tyree, Tyree, something. Oh. David Tyree, David Tyree. Tyree. So he, yeah. as he was leaving, he put it on Tyree Kill's helmet. Kidding. As he was leaving, leaving, he put his bubble gum. He said, "David Tyree, please hold this for me." And he went. Bloop, and he, he he stuck it on the side of his helmet. Knowing that later in the game he would do the little do the little thing, and this way uh, Mac Jones can go undefeated in 2023-2024 season with Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gesicki. How tough and, do you I'm think that'll actually be for for Mac Jones? So like, literally just looking at that division, he, I don't even consider the Patriots a bad team, but like that division is so just nuts. I'd say it's the best division in NFL right now. Uh, it's it's I would say second. I think Who's that one. I think with the Eagles, Cowboys, right, yep. Giants, and Commanders, I think that's still got to be one. Okay, I'll put this out there. 
I feel like that one, I feel like uh, the Patriots division might become number one if Aaron Rodgers, like, for sure. I was just going to say that. If if, Aaron Rodgers for sure goes there, that should be the toughest division um, starting a season. I would 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 cement it. He would cement it as the toughest division. Yeah. But then division could go south because I've still said this. I don't even know if two is going to be able to play five games in a row. And if he goes down, like if he goes down, Dolph- again, Dolphins do you, are in trouble. Do you think he joins Tyree Kill's esports team? Oh yeah, if he gets one more concussion, he's done. If he gets one more concussion, he would have enough brain damage to think esports is a viable money making opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and he yeah. brought it back. Um. So I back think PGO, to I think PGO should start covering esports. Maybe we'll, we'll look into. It. We'll talk about it talk about um so yeah the vipers beat the brahmas 26 to 12 so actually big win for the vipers huge win vipers uh, still in last in their division though correct i have i haven't yeah. pulled it up as yeah, you promised are. i yeah. i'm waiting for you to finish they're, giving they're, me they're a lowdown. they're still last yeah okay. because Who they're the they're they're, they're in the division with the sea dragon and as we know the defenders Badhawks, and sea dragons are all up there so um, next up, the, the, the Saturday night primetime game was the 6-0 DC Defenders versus the 0-6 Orlando Guardians. Did the Guardians... <gasps> I, actually, I think I heard, did the Guardians win? No. No. I heard something about the Guardians the other day. Yeah, they did. The Guardians took, put up a big win, 37-36. to No, they didn't. They actually did. The Guardians won. The Guardians not, upset the DC Defenders. The Guardians upset the DC Defenders. Are you ready for on, this? On the back of Quinton Dormaddy, who went 27 for 34. 328 yards, three passing touchdowns. Hold up. Oh, how does this work? Because there's no... Did they? How does the scoring work in the XFL again? Uh, extra points. You can go 3-2 or 1. Because I'm so confused because... So maybe this guy just fucking went off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, Quentin Dormat, he had a game for the ages. Not sure. He, he had... So he had... He went 27 for 34, 328 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. He had eight carries for 22 yards, three touchdowns. So he had three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Do you know who's still better than him? He popped off. Oh, Ben DiNucci. Yep. So we would have got it wrong there because I would have picked it up. I want, I want, I'm glad the Guardians won because that's huge for the Sea Dragons, but I really didn't think they were going to win. And then the final game was the St. Louis Battlehawks going into Houston against the Roughnecks, where Houston in the, uh, the South Division, they were, they're, they're the number one seed. They're the top dogs. And I don't even know who I would have picked for this one. I guess it really doesn't matter because we got wrong there. But the Battlehawks did win 24 to 15. 
So Damn. it's getting close now. The defenders are six and Battlehawks and Sea Dragons both five and two. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe this. Yeah, week nine, the Sea Dragons play the Battlehawks. And in week eight here, they actually play the DC Defenders. So they got two big games coming up here. Defenders coming off their first loss, and the Sea Dragons on five game win streak. Love it. I'm done. All right. So now, now that we've we, you've broken it all down for me, let's take a look at the uh, standings here. Light on me. So with that big win, uh, Battlehawks are atop the Sea Dragons in the division now, having that one uh, matchup matchup victory. So Seattle Sea Dragons could still be on a bit. They're 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 playing catch up, trying to get into the playoffs here. They I got it, three weeks left, correct? I, yeah, I almost. I guess it's only it's so tough in a few teams, but like the Sea Dragons are third in the North Division, five and two. The Roughnecks are one, are the number one seed in the South Division. They're four and three. lost. They started out four and zero, oh, and they've now lost three in a row. Yeah. Like, the Sea Dragons or Battlehawks would be number one over. So we're gonna. So in the 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 North, we're gonna see a. I'm assuming that I don't think the Defenders are gonna fall out of a playoff spot. I think they're gonna still be in. But like, you're gonna have a team like the Battlehawks or the Sea Dragons missing the playoffs when they've got a quite a good um, record. It's also worth knowing the Battlehawks. I believe. Their final three games. Yeah, they, they finish it out at home. They've got three home games to end the season. But Battlehawks, I don't think... Battlehawks are just one and one at home. One and one at home. They're four and one on the road. So maybe this could be good. Maybe they suck yeah, at home. Yeah, may, yeah maybe, they're, maybe they're not a team that's, that's good at home. Who are their last three games against? Uh... The Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. So last week, um, they beat the Roughnecks. The week before, they beat the Vipers. That's not impressive. No, I'm saying going forward. So the Battlehawks, they got oh, Vegas next forward. week. Yeah, they, they got Vegas, Vegas next week. week. The Sea Dragons and, um, week nine. Oh, and then we the got Guardians. DC. We yeah. were facing DC week nine or the week C- eight. The Sea Dragons have a much tougher schedule because the Battlehawks play... The Vipers, who are at the bottom of their division, then they play the Sea Dragons. That's gonna that could be the game that could determine mm-hmm. um, the season. Because even if the Sea Dragons lose against the Defenders and I, the Battlehawks beat the Vipers, if the Sea Dragons beat the Battlehawks, then they're tied, and I think Sea Dragons would have the tiebreaker. And then, yeah, Week Ten is easy for both Sea Dragons play the Vipers. Uh, and the Battlehawks play the Guardians. Where maybe the Guardians pull off a, another upset in that game. You never know. We have officially lost the uh, differential battle. Uh, Battlehawks are a plus 36. Sea Dragons drop to a plus 30. You ready for this one? Yep. Arlington Renegades, who will get in from the south, all things considered, if the playoffs were to start today, are minus 32. Wow. That South Division, wow. my friend, 
That sounds deserving. Not that good. See, and that's what I was gonna say. It, it would it would be easier if you had, uh, if you had enough teams, like say five in each division or something. What the CFL does, where it's you know three teams make it and one the number one gets a bye. But if the fourth team in the one division is better than the third in the other, that team actually goes over and they do a crossover. Mm. So, like, which would be cool if the XFL just had one more team in each division because then you could have a scenario where, yeah, the Sea Dragons are going to make it regardless. It's just do they make it in their division or the other one? Wow, interesting. The, the XFL is just growing. We'll give it time. They're yeah, just it's the only growing. first year. How are, do we know how the XFL has been doing, um, I don't know, viewership-wise? No, I, I haven't really looked at any of that. I haven't paid attention. Because I, I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we get a few more seasons out of them. Well, and I think we will now that it, it, it definitely hurt them, and it, that's why it took so long for them to get back up, because it was only a, like right when they started is when COVID hit and shut down everything. Because I remember we thought it was like the funniest thing how all the major sports are shutting down, but the XFL originally was like, now nah, we're just going to keep going. And then they ended up, they were the final like sports league in North America to, to shut down um, everything. But that was like right when they were starting. So they really didn't even have an opportunity to get going. And then the amount of money they lost, like, this, yeah, this is only the first year they were able to get back into it since being forced to shut everything down and the amount of money that they, they lost in doing so. Apparently, um, oh, this isn't good. In week seven, um, they had an XF, or FX uh, was carrying the matchup between the Renegades and our beloved Sea Dragons. And they were failing to even get even average um, 180,000 viewers. And it marks one of the lowest recorded audiences for a pro football game in modern history. Wow. Now, what, what hurts even more, and I'm sure we're talking primetime things here and, and, and different showings, but the Battlehawks Roughnecks game averaged 500,000 viewers. Okay. Yeah, they're in trouble. Do you know why? You need at oh. least a million. Wait, hold on. You need a milli? You need a milli, milli, milli? Oh, yeah. They, they're, they're, there's not, they don't even sell jerseys yet on their XFL oh shop website. God. You can literally just sell jerseys yet? Thing. It says email when available. What? Available for waitlist. So they're, they're not even selling jerseys. But for $165 American, you can buy an XFL authentic game football. But you can't, buy, you can't buy a jersey to support your team. But you can be like, hey, look at this. I got a football. Awful, man. It also says chairwoman on the ball. I don't know why. It just says underneath the lacing, it just says XFL. It's got a signature. and then Okay. Well, no. Does you mean Goodell? Doesn't that. Goodell sign the footballs? This is XFL. I know, but, but isn't the chairman of the league? Don't they? Wouldn't that make sense? Um, I guess. I don't know. I've, I've never looked at, at buying football, so I don't know. All right. So, yeah. And here's what I don't get. And so they might maybe get jerseys, maybe they're waiting for a jersey deal, like we were talking earlier with like a Fanatics. 
Reebok, something. Fanatics. That's so embarrassing for the NHL. Okay, just hear me out, though. The Sea Dragons are selling flip-flops. Yeah, you can't buy a jersey. But you can't buy a jersey. They're selling backpacks. They're selling tote bags. Can't buy a jersey. They're selling fleece blankets that honestly don't look that comfortable. Yeah, they might be in trouble. Look, you know, it's a new league. Look, go look at their fleece out. blankets. Go look at their... They look like bath mats. Um, what'd you say they look like? Bath mats. If I just search blanket, is it going to pop up? Well, no, you got to go to xflshop.com. Damn, holy shit, what the fuck is this? You this is what I have outside my shower. Right? Also, like how it's like Sea Dragon's fleece blanket. It's just got a fucking dark blue board around it, and then it looks like a little small patch in the bomb corn just says Seattle Sea Dragons. But like, they, they can't even be bothered to, like, do the whole color, like, fucking dark blue and orange and have the logo. It's like a bath mat with a, with a, like a wrapper stapled on there that just says the team name, not even the logo. Yeah. Holy! But they don't shit. sell jerseys. They're in trouble. Yeah, that's that's not a great look. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's not a great look at all. But there's no but. Yeah, there's no but to that. There really isn't. There's no but. We're fucked, man. Oh, but if you want to get an authentic game football for your team, they'll put the logo on that. Oh, even on their mini foam footballs, you can, you can, you can get the logo on there. Why XFL? Why we cheered for you? We we are so. But hey, I'm not losing faith, Brandon. I'm not. We can't. We can't yet. We can't yet. Not even yet. We just can't ever. We're never gonna lose faith. It's not what we do. Die hard Sea Dragons fans. Die hard Sea Dragons fans. See, now this is where it sucks, because you go to their bucket hats, and it's like, they got the color, but it's like, like the South Sea Dragons, I think a dark blue would look better than a bright orange, but you can't even choose, you're just stuck with the orange. But they don't sell jerseys. No, they don't. You can have them email you in the ready. That's, that's about it. Oh, here's a kicker. Ready? Um, I, one, six. So they sell pom-pom toques, but only for six teams. Well, okay, there's, to be fair. There's, there's no DC Defenders or Seattle Seedrick. What? Yeah. Okay, I, I was going to be like, all right, Dude, fair They enough. even just sell regular, like, regular, like, toques. They're calling the oh. beanies on here. It's got, it's got every team except the Sea Dragons. Hold up. For all the teams we're selling toques to, we're picking... The fucking Texas teams and the Orlando teams over Seattle? And the Vegas team. Are you hot? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right. not even kidding. I'm putting uh, PGO on the mailing list for these jerseys. What do you say? Yeah, do it. They'll leave Alice whenever they're ready. Give it a couple years. Do you, th- do you think they're ever ready or do you think the league folds? They fold. Yeah. At the very end, you go to accessories, scroll all the way through. After you get through the koozies, the final item is Battlehawks Trucker, and it's a Battlehawks Trucker hat. It's the only team. Oh, but apparently it's sold out. Allegedly. Oh, you don't believe the sellouts? 
No. Oh, all right. Because I can't buy a fucking jersey. Oh, well, I can buy sweatpants. Fuck me. Buy a jersey. Oh, you can only get DC. Oh, no, here we go. Come on, I'm just blind. Yeah, this is shit. Fuck. They need to they need to get on their shit, man. They do. All right, so we're officially signed up. PGO signed up to get an email when the Sea Dragons announce their jerseys if that ever comes. Yeah, their shirts are actually pretty sick though. Just like their regular t-shirts. The Arlington Renegades one looks fucking sick. Yeah? That's a cool looking shirt. All right, I got I got to get over here. You're, like if you're you doing the renegades? Shop, you just click on men's. It'll like the very first thing it's got is just like regular t-shirts. By far, the renegades one is the like St. Louis. It just says STL, and then Battlehawks underneath. Hey, renegades is sick. Sea dragons. I'm gonna be honest here. I don't like that color. It's a tat, and I don't love the logo. Yeah. Vipers kind of got a sick logo. Vipers isn't bad. I kind of dig that. Guardians looks like a, uh, I don't know, I get very universe. I get NCAA vibes. Yeah, from the right? Shirt. Yeah, exactly. The Defenders, I get I get soccer. Yeah, you're right. That's, defenders is, is such hardcore such soccer. Such a soccer shirt. Like the Renegades is sick. Renegades is like a hockey one. Which is maybe yeah. why I'm really drawn to. Like that's... I think Roughnecks feels like a hockey one, too. Yeah. Honestly, do you know what Roughnecks looks like? Mm. Roughnecks looks like those like uh, those those sports shirts you see at like winners that aren't actually a real team, and they're just generic, like athletic-looking shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you're what what you're getting at. Yeah, like do you remember back in the day, like like when you were really little, your parents were like, you know, you go to Walmart or whatever, you get your new shirts, and like they would just be like sporty looking shirts. And yeah. it's not a real team; it's just sporty looking. Yeah, that that's that's what I feel. That's what I feel. The Houston team reminds me of, or at least I think that's their secondary logo on the T-shirt. These are all secondary logos. Yeah. Yeah, because then if you look to the, well, on the right, it says XFL, and then to the left is like their. So like you can't even buy a Seattle Dragons t-shirt with just like their regular logo. Oh, you can. You just have to get a gray one. Yeah, they sell a grays. Actually, Which the is. Grays, the gray's kind of a nice color. Joking. It's a nice color, and I'll be honest, though, I just like, you know I'm a diehard Sea Dragons fan. Like, you know oh, yeah. that. Day one. Day one. Literally. Guardians I don't is love our a... logo. <laughs> I I like it. Um, a little dumb, man. Like, I just—it's the goofiest out of all of them. I think it would look sick on a jersey. I think I, I it would look sick dig, on an NHL I jersey. Dig, I dig the Renegades though. Like their original logo, like that is, is that honestly sick, and that's. I think their secondary logo is cooler. I think uh, Roughnecks, their their original logo is the best. Vipers, both are sick. Guardians, their oh, original logo is sick. Can't buy a Battlehawks hoodie, by the way. Why not? Or a crew neck. I don't know. It just isn't available. It's not Good. on the website. Do you know why? Because fuck the Battlehawks. Because fuck AJ McCarron. 
Yeah. Kidding. I'm kidding. We're just big Ben DiNucci fans. Big Ben DiNucci fans. Big Ben DiNucci. All right. Well, you know what? That, that, that's our XFL news for the week. Should we make a little quick PGO parlay for week eight? Yeah, let's do it here. Um. So first game Saturday opening game, they got uh, the Vipers are in St. Louis against the Battle Hawks. I, th- I mean, I think like St. Louis. I don't want them to win, but. Neither do I. Yeah, we got to ride I the think they have with this one. Um, Renegades and Guardians could be a good game. Renegades, uh, what are they now? They've lost. They're on a two-game losing streak up yeah, against the Guardians. Big, big upset last week. Uh, what are we thinking there? I think we got to go. I think we got to stick with the Renegades. On I, I do, too. I do, too. I just want to see if you're going to lean towards the Guardians, but yeah. Uh, so Renegades there. Roughnecks, Brahmas. I think Roughnecks is... Well, actually, wait, hold up. Actually, I don't know. Roughnecks have been slipping lately. Wait, let, let's just let's dial back a little bit. We're not actually taking the Guardians. Renegades can't put up points to save their life. You actually want to go... You actually want to go Guardians? Dude, I'm struggling with that. If I can... No, let's... No, yeah, let's go Guardians. Are we just gonna find? Is that our huge upset of the week? Yeah, We're that's our. That's our let's upset. Not, let's not. Let's go okay. Renegades. Okay. Fuck, I don't know. Just, what do no, you think? No, no, you're right. Renegades, because we have another big upset. We can't have two. You're right. Good call. Uh, Roughnecks and Brahmas. I. That's it's tough. Pretty... It's a pick 'em. Because like Brahmas Roughnecks. started off slow, but they're kind of getting it together. Roughnecks start off off. They've lost three in a row. Roughnecks <sighs> have lost three in a row. And I think I think they're they're gonna want a statement win to get back on top. Right, Both teams know, are coming enough. off a loss. Fair it's enough. not like the Brahmas are crazy hot. Yeah. Like if the well, Brahmas have a three game win, if Roughnecks are on a three game loss, that'd oh, right. go, you know. Yeah. But I think yeah. we gotta, yeah. you know. You Roughnecks. know what they say though, hindsight's twenty twenty. Fifty fifty. Uh Castle Gore. What, what were you saying there. the other day? We'll get into that later. I can um, and then uh, defenders are the big Sea Dragons and Ben DiNucci. Obviously, we're taking Sea Dragons. Obviously, but then, then again, I would give it anyways because Defenders coming off of a loss. Sea Dragons. Five game win streak. Five games. Five games. They're hot. They are. So there, there's our, uh, our PGO parlay for week eight of the XFL season. We got the Battle Hawks, Renegades, Roughnecks, and Sea Dragons. Two home teams, two away teams. Write it oh. down, folks. Also, bet responsibly. Yeah, we are not role models. Fuck it. Bet irresponsibly. No, don't. 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 You already said it. I know. I think we're going to get sued. You. Some guy's going to put his house on the line. Some guy's going to put his house on a Sea <laughs> Dragons game. And he's like, but PGO told me. <laughs> he knows better than to listen to us. Also, let's let's just let's let's be real here. I don't know if any PGO listeners own property. Probably not. And and not that, that there's anything wrong money. with that. We're in that boat too. But I I think the PGO fan base we're renters. We rent. People ask me, they're like, "Oh, what's your biggest financial mistake?" Mine's like not being born twenty years earlier, so I could have bought a house. Wasn't so fucking expensive. I think like, my... that's, that's my bad. I think That's my mistake mean. was not being born into just a huge trust fund. <laughs> or that, yeah. Yeah. Daddy wasn't a billionaire, you know? 
Yeah. And if he was, I would have been in junior B hockey. Hey, hey, that was rude. You said it. You shouldn't have said that, Brandon. That was really disrespectful. Oh, yeah, it's on me. Did you play junior B? No. What did you play? Well, junior B is post, like, hockey. Like, after you're done playing minor hockey. Uh, you B's played like what? Timbits? I played all the way through. I but just Timbits was I like the highest play. level. That, that was oh, the highest yeah. level you stopped yeah. at? That was when I was in my, my dial-up shit. There. It was nuts. I never, I never made it to Timbits. I got cut from it's the tough, team. tough, man. Yeah, tryouts, tryouts were brutal. Dude, I got cut from Timbits and Little League in the same year. That's fucked. Dude, was, but you, I think you lucked out. The amount of bag skates and Timbits was nuts. Like, well, you turn over the puck, man, you're getting benched. Like, it was brutal out there. Yeah. Let me tell well, you. And, and the bag skates were also important to teaching the kids how to skate. Yeah, also, also that. The bag skates, we all had the little chairs while we were doing the bag skates to hold on to for stability. Speaking of bag skates, there's quite a few teams in the WHL who are uh, in bag skates right now. Oh, is that um, so? So you, so you know, so you know, last so? week we we went through all of the the matchups in the WHL playoffs, and we did a we did a pick 'em. Um, so now now looking back at it, we've already got. Uh, Three series are already done, and a couple are on the verge of ending tonight. Um, Lay it on me. Who's who's getting so we, booted? So we started out winning. So starting off, uh, we both picked the Winnipeg Ice over the Medicine Hat Tigers. Um, okay. the, Win- the Winnipeg Ice ended up sweeping Medicine Hat four nil. Get fucked, man. Uh, the Red Deer Rebels covered men. Hey, oh. if there's any if there's any Med Hat listeners listening to this, we're really sorry, dude. We're, you're gonna we're gonna have to make a lot of apologies. And it's time to stop listening to PGL. Uh, yeah, good good old rivalry, Red Deer and Calgary. Uh, Red Deer is currently up three one in that series. Calgary's only win was a an overtime win as well. Wait, what? What was the second series? Cal- is, is, that was Red. In- that was Red Deer and Calgary. Yeah, and Hitman won. Uh, the Red Deer's up in the series three one. Hitman's gonna sweep. They might. They they could they could win three in a row. They very well. It's a tough task for them, but I I can see them them coming back. Um, I would put my entire life savings that the Hitman are gonna win. My favorite series right now, by far the one that's been the most fun to watch, um, the Battle of Saskatchewan, the Saskatoon Blades, and Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats. That series is currently tied two to two. Um, Regina took games one and two. They won game two in overtime. Actually, they won both of their games in Saskatoon, and then Saskatoon won three and four in Regina, both four three in overtime. So, so that that's a very very close series. Like it how... could go. On. Go for it. Oh no no! I was just talking about that series still. How big of an upset would it be if Regina gets knocked out in the first round? But that's a thing. It wouldn't be because they just barely squeaked into the plus. Like Saskatoon is, was one of the top teams. So it's like Saskatoon, Saskatoon's the better team overall. Oh, yeah. Like through four games, he's got, I think, like eight goals. Well, I know he's got eight goals. Not a th- 
She's got like 13 points in four games. Like it's literally Bedard versus the Blades. The world, yeah. And it's a 2-2 series. So I think even if the, the Pats go out, um, it, you know, like it's, yeah, it's okay, yeah, Bedard lost, but it's like the better team won that series if the Blades. Um, speaking of Bedard, actually, I read an article the other day at, uh, so th- this was, I can't, I don't know what their date is, but so when the WHL um, trade deadline was approaching, the Pats actually weren't in a playoff spot at the time. And uh, the Kamloops Blazers, who went out and made some big trades, they're, so they're the hosts, so they're on Cup. And apparently they actually talked to Regina about trading for Bedard. Um, wow. But, but in the WHL, since some of them are, since a lot of them are still like young and not, they actually have the right to say no to any trade. Like if any player is traded, they're agreeing to go. And Bedard actually mm. said, no, I don't want to. He wanted to stick it out with the Pats and remain loyal to them. So, wow. so you know, fair play on him. Like he, he chose loyalty over having a free shot at playing in the Memorial Cup. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you're as good as Bedard, are you really concerned about the Memorial Cup? It's a fucking pretty big thing to win, honestly. But he already won World Juniors. Yeah. Why not win everything you possibly can? Nobody's done that before. Really? Not that I can think of. That That's one, like, World Junior gold, um, the Memorial Cup, like Olympic gold, a Stanley Cup. Like, I can't think of a has every single one of those. Mm, not even McDavid? Not even McJesus? Well, that's the thing is... Uh, actually, I don't... Well, McDavid didn't win a Memorial. Oh, no, he did, didn't he? But actually, I don't know, know if he did. Do you know what but, he's going to win? Stanley Cup. There you go. And who knows? He might never get Olympic gold. Yeah, he might never get the chance. Do you think we ever see NHL back in the Olympics? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's, I really have no idea. Now. I really have no idea who, uh, like if, if they're, if they can, it's going to happen or yeah, no. So yeah, no, McDavid didn't win a, a Memorial cup. Wow. So there we go. Um, anyways, moving on from that, uh, this was a, the series we picked differently. I took the Moose Jaw Warriors. You took the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Well, I'm a and huge Hurricanes guy. The Moose Jaw Warriors swept them for nothing. Hurricanes swept for nothing? If you want to believe that, yeah. That's what I heard. That's what you said, right? No, dude, they, they got dominated. Yeah, know? Hurricanes dominated. Like, yeah. like game, game one was honestly I might really, have some connection issues, really but intense. I think I hear what you're saying. Game one was honestly, like, it went to double overtime, but then... And Hurricanes yeah, won. Shut up. What? And then game two, Moose Jaw won five one. Game two or game three, they won six two, and then game four, they won five two. So like after that overtime game, they just just went nuclear. Sorry, you. So in in your mind, we'll say Lethbridge won though. Methbridge. Yeah. The players should have uh, visited downtown. Yeah. They would have gotten. They would have gotten some PEDs, man. And then in on the other side, uh, we both 
Or no, I, I picked Seattle. You picked Kelowna. And Kelowna got swept for nothing. They oh, always honest, I picked with my heart here. Yeah, no, and, and understandably. I picked Seattle because I knew Seattle is, is, is such a good team. Um, we both had Kamloops. They're currently up uh, 3 nothing over Vancouver. Game 4 is about to begin pretty soon here. So I've envisioned Vancouver's season done after tonight. Um, and then Portland, Winterhawks, Everett, Silver Tips. I had Portland, you had Everett. Portland's up 3 nothing in that one as well. The Silver, just the Tips? Just the Silver Tips? Yeah, they're getting dominated. Just the Silver Tip? And then your favorite... That's what I'm going to call it when I'm old and I'm still fucking. The Silver your, Tip. Your favorite Prince George Cougars, which you will be fucking with your right. Silver Tip when you're older. Right. Um, they're tied two-two right now with the Tri City Americans. I just so. really want there to be a match of the Silver Tips against the Cougars. I if if the Silver Tips come back to win, and actually no, they still would. They play. It could happen, but but the Silver Tips would need to really go on on an absolute tear. They need some Viagra for sure. Yeah, no WHL plus like it was like I mean. Two close series. Like, there's two series, 2-2, two, two, and the rest are kind of right now. But those second-round matchups, like, you're, you've got a lot of good teams in there. So it's going to be fun to watch all those teams have to battle it. Speaking of hockey action, um, over the last weekend, I was at some BCHL, uh, British Columbia Hockey, uh, Junior A playoff games. Yeah. And the Grizzlies, um, uh, where are they from again? Nanaimo, I think. The Grizzlies, oh, they uh, I got no clue. I'll look it up. They uh, they, but they got a prospect. They got one of your Sharks prospects, do they not? Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even know he was only drafted what seventh round last year or something. I had like but never. He was a bit of a unit though, big fella. He is a big guy. When I looked him up, I didn't realize how big. So yeah, the Victoria Grizzlies. So they ended up getting swept. Oh, did they? By the Port Alberni Bulldogs, and that's my second favorite BC. I, I actually heard that the Bulldogs are pretty good this year, dude. They're unfreaking. I was at their game. I have a Bulldog. Maybe, maybe jersey. you fucking telling me. I have a Bulldog, and honestly, if it was me telling you, it was based off nothing other than I was gifted the jersey. Well, fair enough. And I'm a ride or die Bulldogs fan. Ride or die. Actually, I might die because I'm I'm switching my junior ABCHL allegiance over to the Coquitlam Express. Oh, okay, big 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 change up there for you. Big change up, and I gotta say, if we're if we're talking about the team names, I'm kind of downgrading. Bulldogs, cool as fuck. Express, literally a train. Their logo is a train. That's yeah. Why? Why? Anyways, uh, but I'm still cheering for him. And uh, Bulldogs with a big sweep. I uh, I would like to take a little bit of credit. I was at the game off, and I shit talked the refs to a tenth degree, my friend. I was going in on them. Look at you go. I was every time they would call a penalty, I'd go, "Good job, refs. Way to play for the Grizzlies." I was I was <laughs> implying that they were biased, and then. The Grizzlies scored, and I went, "Good job, refs! Your team's winning." And I kept, I kept implying, "Man, I was, I was, woo, woo, woo!" I wouldn't be shocked if those refs went home and cried that night. Yeah, probably. Uh, 
Would you ever wrap on sometimes? I, I, and so I did. Um, I, I back when I was younger, I did the refing clinics and whatnot. I was like fully registered and whatnot to be a ref, but I never ended up going into it. Um, mostly just at, like I, I really didn't have the the time. And then as I got older, I just started to reform. Like it's just not. Not the career path you want. Like, well, it's just like I mean, like, like it's, it's just it's so tough in in minor hockey now with some of the pets and whatnot. Like I've even like when I um, like I took a year, I coached for one year. I coached a minor hockey team, and and just seeing some of like the parents and the, even the coaches on some of the other teams the way that they would like talk to the ref and stuff. I'm just like I just don't even want to involve myself. With Oh, so you're talking especially, about me. Especially just because I know I would be the type of rep. And I can fully admit this. Like, if, if fans or coaches start just, like, beaking, I mean, just saying shit, I, would just, I wouldn't even care to put up. I'd just be like, you're done. Like, you're gone. You're gone. And, 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 and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I know that's the way I'd be. I just wouldn't have the I'd just be like, no, I'm just not going to. You're gone. I just, ain't, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. Um, yeah, it'd be a tough gig, man. I don't know if I could ever be a ref. So, but the WHL playoffs—they're kicking off. They're going hard. Um, coming up close to the NHL playoffs here as well. Speaking of which, let's hop into a bit of that. Uh, the Flames are not quite out yet. They had a right big win it. over Winnipeg uh, a few nights ago. Yesterday. Do you know how I know this? Game. It was a huge game. Do you know where I was yesterday? Where? I was doing a comedy show. Oh. They weren't able to watch. Guess how many it, it was people were in the crowd. I was doing a how comedy show in Calgary. How many? Two. That was just probably not many. Two people. Any, any Flames fans were, Two were watching people. the game. Two people. Do you know where they were from? Hmm. Edmonton. Oh, that makes sense. Then. They didn't even care to watch their own Oilers play. Buddy, Buddy was a truck driver. Drove truck. Do you know what his wife, what girlfriend do his girlfriend did? I asked him because yeah. I just did crowd work for the whole show. There's two people there. I just did crowd work. Yeah. Do you know what she said? Mm. I don't work. My job is to keep him entertained. Yeah. And, and on stage, I went, oh, so that means. <laughs> and she went, yep. Oh, fair enough. And and then Buddy like raised his glass to me. He was like, "Truck sex is the best sex." And I'm like, "Hey, I'll take your word for it." And then I made fun of him how when the Oilers beat the Bruins once, I had to listen to TSN for the next three days, being like, "Does this mean the Oilers are going to win the cup now? Does this mean they're going to win the cup? Is this a cup preview? We won one regular season game. That must mean we're going to win the cup. Hmm? Thirty-six games in the playoffs required to win the cup. Does that mean we're going to win the cup? We won one regular season game. Clearly, we can win thirty-six more. Hmm? Hmm? We're going to win the cup. I'll say this right now: Ed Oilers are not winning the cup this year. Yeah, I know they're not. That's why I was so annoyed. They beat the Bruins once, and every analyst was like, hmm, "I think this means we're going to win the cup." See, but analysts—they're fucking the stupid. Because the reason the Oilers won't is because as soon as the playoffs hit, very few penalties get called. A lot of stuff gets let go. And Oilers fans right now are all over the place like, oh my god, look at this. I told you Nugent Hopkins wasn't a bust. He just hit 100 points. Yeah, over half of them are on the play. 
Houston he's just, he's just feeding. He's just feeding off of McDavid Dreisaitl. Even Dreisaitl, people say he's a top three, top two. Some a lot of people even say top two player in the league. Forty eight point eight percent of his points are on the power play, and a lot so from McDavid. It's always McDavid passing to Dreisaitl or Dreisaitl passing McDavid, and it's like when that you're not getting those type of power plays. Like you're not getting five, six a game, and scoring on three of them. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna have to get some five on five scoring, and you know it's if they can't get if they can't get that done, they're gonna be in trouble real quick, especially against a team like the LA Kings, who are very good defensively. Because that's kind of looking like that's who the Oilers are gonna be playing. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so we agree the analysts are idiots. Here's one issue, Brandon. Hmm. We're analysts. No, we're not. What are we? I don't know, jackasses. <laughs> Good point. Um... No, but it's honestly going to come down to the wire. I think Nashville, they're also dealing with a lot of injuries. They do have five games left and only two points, or three points back of Calgary and Winnipeg. But Calgary and Winnipeg, like, Winnipeg's got four games left. Calgary's got... Three, they're they're tied in points, but Calgary does need to end up with more points because Winnipeg will, um, or, or does, and they will continue to have the tie break between the two. So, so it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be close between. It's definitely gonna be a tight battle, and we love we love tight battles here at PGO. This is yeah, even in the East, Florida Islanders and Penguins. Uh, all, all, all have four games left. Florida and Islanders have eighty-seven. Pittsburgh's got eighty-six. Like that's again, but on both sides, it's come down to three teams in the hunt. One's going to miss in uh, in the East. Two are going to make it, and then in the West, one will make it, and two will miss. So it's oh, every, every game we're missing. Yeah, it's either Winnipeg, Calgary, or Nashville. Only one get in. The Oh, so Kraken, Kraken is in. I bought. I would assume. So the only way is is if basically Saddle loses all the remaining games, and then like Calgary and Winnipeg win. Right. Actually, even even if Calgary can't even catch them, well, they can. Yeah. So yeah, Saddle would literally have to lose every single, okay, which fair. I don't see happening. Yeah, and and they'd have to lose all of them in regular time. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even. Yeah. It'd have to be regulation losses. Speaking of getting hurt by some overtime losses, I don't think your Sharks are getting Connor. It, it's going to be tough. But, and, but uh, I mean, there's still a few games. And uh, going all, to Anaheim? every team's got the tiebreaker over San Jose. So basically, like, I don't know. Because, like, yeah, San Jose sent at 60 points, and then Chicago, Columbus, and Anaheim all at 56. Uh, but Anaheim is sitting at the bottom of it, so it could be. It's, it's I, really it's it's Anaheim's battle to lose now. Like they could just lose all their four remaining games and they finish last. At this, like, it's point, in their hands now. At this point, fucking tank. No, I don't know. Like, how do you know? You again, though, it's again, left. it's like you have players, four games. Players will never tank. tank? Oh, players will never on. tank. No, they Shut won't. Up. Put in your four games left. Put in your fourth string goalie. Sit your starting lineup, but if but if you're also like a fourth or third liner, 
they do realize if Bedard comes in, they're out of a job. They're done on the team. They're gone. What do you mean? Well, you bring Bedard in. Someone's got to come out. Going to be one of your third or fourth liners. No. They're going to be done. Well, they're not going to take out a top-end player on their team and be like, you're done. No, but the, one of the, the team, their bottom it's guys just, is, it's, is gone. They get no, weeded it's out. it's just going to get reshuffled. You'll have another camp. You'll be able to fight yourself to get onto the third line. Like, not if you're a guy like Derek Grant, who's 32, or Sam Carrick, who's 29. You're an old, you're, you're a guy like that. You're, they don't get Bedard. Maybe they've still got a... Someone's got to come out. It's probably going to be one of them. I've, and I've always said this. Players will never purposely tank. The only people that will ever tank is coaches, owners, or GMs. And I'm saying then the coaches and owners should tank. They should, yeah. Put in fourth uh, no, line. No, everywhere. every team has too much pride to... And, and respect for the game to tank. Though. So at least he's not going to Arizona. Unless Arizona Magic like wins the lottery with crazy odds, I don't see Is Batman going to make it happen? Maybe. Never know. Anything could happen. Blackhawks very well still could get him. Blackhawks could very well, yeah. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe maybe they need a re... I know we hate them. I know no. we hate them. But maybe they just need a revamp. No. Fuck them. They should suck for a few years. They deserve yeah. a few years of not being on top. All right. Columbus? I, I wouldn't mind seeing them go to Columbus, honestly. I think that's a, a hockey market that... It's really struggled for people to see it as a hockey market. Um, but you know what? I mean, I think things really started to turn around for them when, especially after they lost some of their best players in free agency, they left because they had to go to LA or New York. But for Goudreau to be willing to go there for seven years, a potentially top 15, 20 player in the league. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you add Bedard into that mix. Like that, that could become a pretty, pretty successful hockey market pretty soon if they do get him. Anaheim, just as a San Jose fan, don't want to see him go. Fair enough. But if he goes to Columbus, I, I wouldn't be upset. If Montreal looked up in the lottery and got him, I wouldn't be upset. Even if Vancouver did. Really, the only teams I don't want to see him go to that are near the bottom is... Philadelphia just doesn't make sense. Like, they're going through a... They're going to need a full-on rebuild now. And then Chicago, I just... I think they've, they had it good for so many years. They should suck for a bit. And then Anaheim, just for... Just personal. I would love to, I would love to see him go to uh, Montreal. Montreal, I think, would be awesome. I think he would fit in really well with the team they have there. They're already a really young team with good talent. And adding Bedard to that mix as well would... would Honest, they'd be, yeah, they they'd be a must-watch team. One hundred percent, must-watch TV. That's what we call it, folks. You know we it. Call it must-see like TV. Us. We're a must-listen-to podcast. We really are, honestly. We really are. We really are. Like, good for us. Good for us. Speaking of must-watch programming, this weekend we got UFC, um, to whatever. Uh, what is it? UFC 269? Something like that, right? 285? 287? 287, I think. 
Um, yeah, 287. It is the Pereira Adesanya rematch. Technically, it's their fourth fight ever, I believe. Okay. Um, their first two. Do you not know their history? Uh, very vaguely. Their first two was in kickboxing. Okay. And Pereira KO'd Izzy in kickboxing. I was going to say, didn't he beat him both times? Yep. KO'd him. Because I've seen lots of memes people making of can never beat him, but it's going to be him when he's like 60, still saying he can overcome the odds and beat him one time. Which I thought was really funny. Well, here's the crazy part. Rumor has it. There was a fight once. Where Pereira, where Adesanya kind of called him out after in the UFC. Oh, okay. And apparently, before that, Pereira had no interest in going into MMA. Oh, really? And Adesanya was like, "Yeah, the one guy that beat me. Where the fuck even is he these days?" And Pereira was like, "Okay, watch this, bitch." Yeah. Probably the most, one of the most, if not the most skilled striker we have in the UFC at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like pure striker. Yeah. Um, so we got that. That's going to be a big fight. I'm going to look up the odds here really quick. We also got, um, it's a bit of a deep card. We have George Masvidal taking on Gilbert Darino Burns. In the co-main event, that's going to be a huge fight with big implications for that division, especially now that Leon Edwards is on top because both fighters fighting um, tomorrow have losses with Usman. So this can set up um, some good fights if Masvidal wins this. And, I, and honestly, I think this is, why, this is why you make the Colby-Leon fight. Yeah. Because if Masvidal wins this fight... He is primed to take on Leon Edwards or Colby for the title. Like I, I think if, yeah. if Masvidal wins this, I think you give him the title fight. And I think a lot of people may disagree with that, but I think you almost have to. And now that Usman has lost too, I wonder if you give Usman Chamayev. Yeah. Do you give that, him that, would, that would be that would be that'd be a great fight. As Colby calls him, come shot Shemaev. Yeah, sounds about right. Have you not? That's what he calls him. He's got nicknames for everyone in that division. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I, I, cause, because Leon and Masvidal have the beef. So if Leon beats Colby, you make, you make Masvidal, Leon, title fight. If Covington beats Leon, oh my goodness, you do Masvidal, Colby, rematch. Yeah. Yeah, like you like just it. have to. Yeah. I I don't know. I think this is going to be a really, really violent fight. Like, I think it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be violent. Because you got to look. I think Masvidal is coming off of two losses here. <laughs> so he's going to be hungry, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so two losses, one fight. Do you really put him... Maybe not, eh? It's tough. It's tough to say. But I feel like if he wins this, like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it how it plays out, though, for sure. Oh, definitely. 
definitely. Oh, so the main card. Oh man, we got an awesome, awesome fight. So the main card, we got uh, Alex Pereira obviously taking on Israel Adesanya. We got Gilbert Burns and George Masvidal. Um, we, then we got Rob Font taking on Adrian Yanez. Um, Rob Font is a big up and comer, I believe, um, from the East Coast. Uh, teammates with Calvin Cater. Okay. Uh, I think he's third ranked in the division. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I think he lost his last fight to, I want to say, like a Corey Sandhagen, like a big name. Um, let me just. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you. I'm not too sure. Look up their records really quick. Because I, I do believe this will be a very, very good fight. We me hop over to our trusty friend, SureDog. Um, so yeah, so Rob Font is coming off of two losses to Jose Aldo and Marlon Vera. Before that, though, he had three, four huge wins from Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, Ricky Simon, and Sergio Pettis. So he's he's beat some of the big names in the division. Before that, lost to Rafael Asunzal. Before that, beat Thomas Almeida. Before that, lost to Pedro Munoz. So he hasn't fought a a non-name in quite some time. He's kind of always up against the best. Whereas Adrian Yanez is um, on a win fight since he's en- a win streak since he's entered the UFC, um, coming off of a Dana White's contender TKO. Uh, since then, he's be- beat a lot of names. I don't know if he's had a ranked opponent yet. His last fight. That doesn't say if he's ranked or not. Last fight was against Tony Kelly. Um, But so yeah, so definitely uh, I would imagine Rob Font may have a bit of an experience advantage when it comes to UFC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yanez has 16 wins, 3 losses. Rob Font has 19 wins, 6 losses. So a couple more fights in the in the uh, sport. So that'll be a really exciting one. And then under them, you have Kevin Holland. We love him. Taking on Santiago Ponzinibbio. That, I believe, will be a really exciting one. I think this... If Holland loses, we could see the end of Kevin Holland. Yeah. I think he's close to retirement, which really bums me out. Because I think he's an incredibly skilled fighter, but he's taken on some uh, some top talent recently. Uh-huh. And he hasn't really been able a little bit like a Darren Till where kinda he's on he was on a bit of a skid. Darren Till ended up getting uh cut, right? Uh I believe so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he did, right? So yeah, Kevin Holland coming off of two losses. Um, the TKO lossage, the corner stoppage uh, to Stephen Thompson, and then before that, Hamzat Chamayev. Um, before that, he beat... Oh, never mind. I guess he was, He kind of came back a bit when he beat Tim Means and Alex Oliveria. Um, had a no-contest with the clash of heads, that's right, to Kyle Dawkins, but before that, lost to Brunson and Vittori. 
So he was on a bit of a rocket to the top before losing to Brunson and Vittori, and he's kind of been rebuilding his stock, but then lost some of that to uh, Thompson and Chamayev. So this will definitely be a really big fight for him. Uh, Ponzinibbio, I believe, is coming off of a win, um, but before that was two losses to Michelle Pereira and Jeff Neal. So both uh, two two fighters that I think are looking for big turn, turnarounds and could be uh, springboards for each of them to reestablish themselves back in the division. Yeah. And then uh, under that, one I'm really excited for and yeah. I wanted to get to. Have you been following Paul Rosas Jr.? Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. So he is, um, what, 18 years old? Yeah. Is he and... still in high school? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he's still in high school. Or he's still in school at least. Maybe he's doing homeschooling or something. I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying in his last fight. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think he might have still been in high school when he came, um, when he was on the Contender Series back maybe, in 2022. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what they're talking maybe, about. Maybe, yeah. I guess then, but then he would just be graduating this summer or this spring. Um, so he's only had one fight in the UFC, but... Pretty convincing one. Pretty convincing win via face crank. He's undefeated in his pro MMA career so far. Um, showing amazing ground game, but also able to bang and swing on the feet. So, yeah, I my only fear is I would hate to see this be like a Chase Hooper situation where he's just too young. Although he has the build that I do think this isn't a Chase Hooper situation. I think he very well could be... Um, a top, top guy. Now, when you talk about, yeah, right now he's 18 years old, born in 2004. So, yeah, like, let's, let's say he's able to put together, he keeps winning. Like, is he fighting for the title at 20? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's at 135, so he would be taken on, like, you'd be taken on the likes of, Cejudo, if he comes back, Dillashaw, Sanhagen, yeah. Aljo, Piotr Jan. Like you're, you're dealing with some older guys that I think would be really tough to get past if you, if you lack experience, especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, for I sure. Think there's a lot of seasoned fighters in that, in that top of that division. But it'll be very exciting to see how he fares against his opponent, Christian Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez is eight and one in his pro MMA career, having coming off a win. Um, but before that lost in the UFC and those were his first two UFC fights, um, after winning on the Dana White contender. Yeah. So, so a battle of the prospects for sure, but it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I, my money's on Rosa. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I think he will. I think he'll. Um, do we want to do a PGO parlay? Um, yeah, no, fuck it, let's do it. So, main card Adesanya is the favorite, believe it or not, minus 135, which is a big surprise to me. Mm-hmm. 
Gilbert Burns yeah. is a huge favorite over George Masvidal with a minus 475. Masvidal, a plus 380 underdog. Rob Font is the underdog taking on Adrian Yanez, uh, plus 155. Yanez, minus 180. Holland, the favorite at minus 245 against the plus 205 underdog of Ponznebio. And Paul Rosas Jr. is a minus 225 favorite against Christian Rodriguez coming in at a plus 190 underdog. We'll do a quick little knockout. What do you think? Are, are we riding with Adesanya? I want to see him win. Yeah, I, I am. All right, so we got Adesanya. I, I'm going Burns. You're going Gilbert Burns. Burns. I think Masvidal yeah. has the ability. I, I, feel an, I, feel a, I feel an upset here. Okay, if you're feeling upset, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Masvidal then. Well, so Burns is Burns is exceptional, but his chin has failed him in his last few fights. Like he did get dropped against Shamayev, I believe. Um, he did also get dropped and KO'd against Usman, although Usman also KO'd um, Masvidal. So that that's tough to base him on that. But no, if if you're confident, Masvidal, I, I'll I'll go with him. I'll I'll ride. Burns has lost five times. Three to decision, two to KO. <laughs> Masvidal, now, the first KO was when he was cutting significantly more weight. Mm-hmm. No, if, you, if you're confident, Masvidal, I'll ride with you. Ah, but Masvidal is coming off of three losses. See, my theory, so so where I'm at is he's coming off of three losses. The last time he was coming off of two losses was against Maya and Thompson, and that's when he went on that crazy run beating Till, Askren, and Diaz. Okay. Last time he was coming off of two losses before that, he went on a big run beating... Um, Pearson's Jake Ellenberger and Donald Cerrone, Cerrone and Ellenberger, both KOs. Um, so it seems in the past last time when he's coming off of a lot of losses, he comes back with KOs. And I think Burns has the ability to get KO'd. Yeah. Because you also look, Masvidal was able to drop Colby in their fight, but wasn't able to finish the job. I think due to Colby's, um, Constant pressure. I don't know if pressure and potentially give Masvidal more openings for those rushes because he does love to charge in with flurries, um, like we saw him do against Diaz, and I think that could work against Burns. Yeah, you also have to look at he's back in Miami, right? He's fighting at home. Okay, so you you got to take your pick because you're you're going back and now now you're undecided. Yeah, I'm with you then. All right, I'm right with you. You, 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 you're taking the reins on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you. All right, Masvidal, it is Adesanya and Masvidal. Yep, Adesanya, Masvidal, and then uh, I think we'll take Yanez. Although, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know much about either of them, so it, it's your to me. I don't know enough about either of them. I would like to say Rob Font does have the um, experience advantage. Okay. There we go. That's um, what we're riding with. Riding with experience. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm going Giannis. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. All right, so we got Adesanya, Masvidal, Giannis. I'm taking Kevin Holland. I think he's going to get yeah. himself back yeah. in the win column. We want to see yeah. a big win from him. Yeah. And then I think we got to take Paul Rosas Jr. Oh, yeah. So we got 100%. Rosas, Holland, Giannis, Masvidal, and Adesanya, folks. That will be our picks. We got one upset in there, and boy, is it a big upset. Hopefully, that will boost your parlay for this week's PGO Parlay UFC edition. Haven't done one in a while, but we always love covering the big pay-per-views. Um, I got a show tomorrow night, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and sneak out to a bar after. Yeah, I guess not tomorrow on Saturday. We're recording this on a Thursday. This might come out on a Friday. Who knows? Probably Friday. Probably Friday. I think it's Friday. Um, and by the time it comes out, Tiger will be leading in the Masters. Yep. Unless I'm able to pull off a big upset. Yeah, unless you're able to come out of nowhere, the dark horse. Of course. And I think I think it's safe to say I'm the dark horse. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's, a There's chance. always a chance. Always a chance. Hey, man, if Mickelson can do it, I don't know. Exactly, right? Well, actually, what was that Mickelson slander there? That was uncalled for. Well, apparently, during the Masters dinner, he just sat there. He didn't say a single word the entire time. Was he supposed to? Do they usually do speeches? Well, no, but like he, he didn't even talk to anyone. He just sat there and ate, and that was it. He's, he, he, was kind of the big, he was one of the biggest live names, though, right? Yeah, he's, he was one of the bigger names to go over there, yeah. Do you think that was well, there's a, a couple, there's a couple other live guys there. There's still a couple other live guys there that were just hanging out with the guys, having a good time. So you got to remember the dinner is only for previous Masters winners. So you got you still got a lot of old, respectable veterans going there and whatnot of the game. So mm. they just not take that opportunity to chat with them when you maybe it's the only time of year you get and you kind of slide like. So yeah, no. So I, I'd say that slide there was all right. I'll let it slide. I do love Phil oh. Mixon though. He is awesome. Yeah, you're a big Mick fan. He is. He's great. Yeah. But I, I, I do. You, you got any clown news? Clown report? Kind of still running dry over here on clowns. Um, I don't got any. I. You know what? So so this is less sports news. Found anyone. Um. Okay. You ready for this one? Have you remember last episode we were talking about the Gwyneth Paltrow case? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what, what the fuck I Oh, I was watching some game show and there's literally a question that, that popped up. It was literally that night when we recorded and you were talking about it. I was watching some game show on Netflix, and one of the questions was literally about that. Like which celebrity fucking made candles and shit. I can't remember how the question was. But I was like, oh, shit, I know that now. The vagina candles. Yeah, because of you. But anyways, what about it? Uh, she won the court case. Um, she countersued oh. him. Oh, shit. Guess how much she won from the countersuit? How much? One dollar. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just about getting back, just a certain dominance. Well, no, I think it was... I think to get it in the courts, you had to like, tie a monetary value. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's why it was only value. That yeah. was only it was only one dollar. It was just yeah, about to clear her name, it was establishing her dominance. Name. You can marking territory. Well. 
Yeah, you know, you could use that terminology as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's a clown move. I'd say it's a power move. That's a power move. Did you hear? So this has kind of become one of the guy's crowning testimonies. So mm-hmm. he, he, was, he was suing Gwyneth Paltrow for hitting him while on a ski hill. Yeah. And he goes, we can't just let celebrities get away with this. First, it's this next thing you know, they're molesting children on islands. He went from bumped me on a ski hill to she might be the next Epstein. Jeez. Honestly, I think that's a killer tactic. Yeah, that's nuts. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think I, I'm going to apply that to sports. Like, that's why I always thought we should ban Matt Cook. I would agree. First, it's high hits. And next thing you know, he's Hitler. It's a genocide. He's doing a whole <laughs> genocide. Do you think Matt Cook ever Ooh. went to Epstein's Island? I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Do you think Sean Avery went to Epstein Island? I'm going to say a probably for both of them. Allegedly, probably. Allegedly, probably. Oh, folks, what a good episode this has been. Um, I had I had something clown earlier, but I, I, I'll let it yeah, slide. I know I, I ended up, I know there's one, but like it'll come. Hell, it will, we'll remember for next episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to reach out to us if you liked it. Give us a follow on any of our social medias. Instagram and TikTok at PGO Show. Um, Twitter at PG Overtime and YouTube at Post Game Overtime. Post Game is one word. If you click the link in the bio, you'll get links to all of those, including our Spotify, Google, Amazon, um, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're there. We want to hear you hear from you. Also on those links is our W link. That's right, folks. Be sure to click it so they know we sent you in stock up to fight the war on big energy. Use code PGO for ten percent off at checkout. Wow. Thank you again. Oh, that was nuts. Oh, I did my best. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, And as always, we love. What do you mean? I I I shouldn't have said that. What do you mean? As always, there's no as always. I was kind of wondering. I was wondering what way you were going. You know, I got caught up in the moment. I was trying to say things that sounded good. No, you killed it. You you crushed it. Don't worry. One small step for man. Actually, you know, I I got some clown news. Hmm. It's political. Should we get political at the end of the episode? Fuck it, yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Let's do it. So do you see uh, the Toronto NDP or Ontario no. NDP? They did a press conference the other day. No, I didn't. And behind um, behind the speaker, I think she's like the head of the party, was just like a bunch of uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. And a bunch of drag queens and all that, or I think. Um. And people were freaking out online, being like, oh, this is all the fucking, the libs, oh, the libs are at it again, this is what the libs are doing. Do you know what that press conference was for? It's for LGBT shit. (laughs) It was specifically addressing that. So, of course, they're all going to be there, right? Yeah. Like, that's like whenever, like, a team's invited to the White House, that'd be like, oh, they're pushing a pro-sports agenda. Oh, like, fuck, no, that's yeah. just what they're talking about that week. That's what it was about. Yeah, that's tough. That, that'd be that's like, tough. That would be like, uh, 
like last time the NBA team visited the White House, if someone's like, oh, fucking look at the BLM agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, get, what you're, I get what you're saying. Because that's, I think, I think that's a great example, um, especially with the white coaches in the NBA. You look at, you, you look at those teams and you got the, the, the whole team, which is most of them uh, people of color, and they're doing all the real work. And then, like much like these movements, you get one white guy being like, yeah, I'm the coach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing work too, guys. I'm the coach. Meanwhile, all these guys are actually doing the work. And then one white guy's like, and I helped. Yeah. I too want to come to the White House. That's how the protests usually go. Um, but yeah, that was my clown news. Anyone clowning on that on that uh, NDP? But and I, that's not even my political stance because I saw that at first too. And I was like, oh wow, they're they're definitely they're definitely uh, going for it. And then I found out what the press conference was actually about, and I was like, yeah, well that makes sense. Yeah, you that makes fucking sense. Clowns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next time, next time, um, Biden, when uh, when the Chiefs go to the White House with Biden, I'm gonna tweet out be like, fucking. The Dems and their pro football agenda. The Dems and their 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 pro. I could see you putting agenda. that on Twitter. I could see you probably about would. That. Do you know That's why? Because the only agenda I want is pro Dubby Energy. Hell yeah! There oh, we PGO. go, folks. Thank you so much for listening. That last clown one. Um, yeah. We're not a political podcast. We're a sports never will podcast. Be. Never will never be. Never will be. We never will be. We don't. We simply don't give a shit. I really don't. I really don't. I really shit. don't. Either. I really couldn't care less. I just saw that and thought it was kind of funny. And honestly, I more just wanted that to is make wild. a pro sports agenda joke. I just honestly that that whole yeah. workaround was for me to make a pro sports agenda joke. It worked. Because here at PGO, we're a pro sports agenda. Hell yeah. Now that's a killer ending. You know, now there you go. Now you bingo. We love you folks.